guys. Welcome back to the Radiant Podcast. I'm your host, Kelsey Chapman. And this week, I am so excited for you guys to meet my friend, Stephanie Alexander, the founder of Milk and Honey. Um, She is our very first Brit on the podcast, and I know you guys are going to love her and her accent. So welcome, Stephanie. Hey. Hello, Kelsey. Thank you so much for that lovely introduction. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so glad to have you here. I would love, I love your publication, first off. So Everyone listening, you know, her her site will be linked in all the show notes, all of her social media platforms. Um, can you tell us a little bit about what you do and your story, how you got started? Yes. Um, well, um, firstly, Milk and Honey started when I was in my final year of university and I had um, been offered a presenting job on television on a show called OHTV on Sky, which is our our equivalent to your maybe, let's say, um, goodness, I'd say not Hulu, but it's it's a similar network platform that you guys would have. So let's just call it Fox, for instance. Um, And I was offered an opportunity to present a show called Oh Happy Day. And it was a Christian gospel show um, all about capturing the real lives of real people in entertainment. And through that platform, I got to interview a range of different gospel artists, Christian music artists, um, authors, local business people. And off the back of that, um, there are many opportunities to go to all of these events and meet all these different celebrities. So I went to the Brit Awards and I went to the BAFTAs and I went to all these amazing extravagant events that, to be very honest, my entire life I had dreamt about being um, a part of. It was always something on my sort of bucket list. I had to go to this event, wanted to go to this event. And what I found um, as a believer in these environments was that a lot of the time, the people that we celebrated celebrity-wise on a platform behind closed doors in these environments, there was an element of loneliness or an element of isolation, or there was this, this real sort of down downness that a lot of them had um and I always question how can we celebrate these people sometimes you know um when behind closed doors there's not that sense of fulfillment and maybe they don't know who they are and whose they are and so um milk and honey really birthed from that and so in 2011 I remember at the time I I woke up and I said I really want to do something different and I really want to do it for Jesus and I really want to change this blog that I had, which was me out and about doing the Christian stuff and doing the secular stuff, if you will. Um, And I I just felt like I just wanted to create a safe platform where girls weren't being compared to Kim Kardashian's body and how to get a Kim K body. And that's really kind of where Milk and Honey, as it is today, started. Um, So yeah, the 11th of the 11th of the 11th is when we launched. (laughs) That is so cool. I mean, I love your heart behind that and your story and how you got here. Uh, What a cool um, opportunity you had to interview these people, but also an opportunity to recognize something's missing, like that, you know, this sense of isolation and and sadness. And um, what would your aim of Milk and Honey be to bring joy and fullness and freedom to people's hearts and lives it was yeah literally that it was to be a safe place a safe haven where 
young girls could go and feel like they could get content that was going to be inspiring, not make them think I want to look like someone else, but make them realize who they are. And the platform is essentially created and is what it is because of the girls that contribute to it. And we have writers from Canada, from Germany, from London, from LA, from around the world who pour out their testimonies and very, very earnestly um, talk about their journeys and their lives and their, their growth in Christ. Um, the good, the bad, the ugly. I remember right back at the beginning, we used to talk about women and their struggle with pornography um, and, and Christianity to talking about you know, abandoned um, girls who never had a father to talking about the joys of motherhood and celebrating sisterhood. Um, it's such a vast range of stories and testimonies that have been shared on the platform. So the heart behind it was to tell the truth um, and tell the truth through Christ to set others free. Um, and so that that's really been the brunt of it all. And at the same time, having all these different other additional things that girls like from makeup to interior design to hotels, where the best places to eat in London and LA um, and being able to create a lifestyle hub where people go and get safe content that was Christ inspired, but also about things that we do in our everyday life as well. Wow. We are soul sisters. I think we were meant to meet because yeah, I, I felt when I started Radiant, you know, there was a gap in the market. I wish I would have known about Milk and Honey five years ago because I would have been your longtime biggest fangirl. Um, this is so cool because I think, you know, we need more um, people willing to share their testimonies and what they've overcome and what they've gone through so that we can kind of accomplish the sense of we're all in this together. One of my favorite scriptures is, um, we will overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. And like, you know, that obviously highlights what Jesus did for us on the cross, but also the in, importance and impact of us sharing our testimony, we will overcome. And so very cool. I I love something you said. Um, we are passionate about protecting moral values and bringing awareness of self-value and worth to young women around the world, You've all, around the globe. I, I just loved that line. What was it your experience in your career before launching Milk and Honey? Have you always been passionate about worth and um, value for women? Yeah, I think my heart for women comes more so from my background and some would say maybe I was really sheltered growing up. I grew up in a Christian home. My mum really protected us. We grew up on Salty Kids Praise Five, Veggie Tales. Um, and there was not, we weren't really exposed to a lot of things. Um, and I think that element of purity that I, I was, that I was sort of nurtured in, um, in the home, um, created a foundation for, for who I would become and some of my core values. And so I think that that's something that was cultivated in me, thankfully, um, through through my home and my mother, you know, and my grandma and, and how prayerful they were and, you know, the sort of comments they would make about things on television. It would make me think, actually, I don't want to look like that. I want to look like me. And um, and so I think a lot of that, that shaping about womanhood and, and having a healthy perspective on what it is to be a woman today um, came from, from those foundations, if that makes sense. Um, but ultimately, um, the, the, the need and, and the, 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 the sort of heart I felt um, actually came from my cousins 
Um, and I always talk about this. My, my, I have a very big group of female cousins and we've grown up together. And watching different elements of their lives play out, whether it be relationships, whether it be, um, you know, whatever it, it, it was, there were different elements that I identified where I realized that there was a real need for women to recognize their worth and their value. And what broke my heart was seeing some of them not see how beautiful and precious they were. And I felt I was doing an injustice whilst I was out and about and they were celebrating me for being with these different celebrities or whatever. And that it, I, I was completely in isolation in those environments, you know, and and it, it just felt so mismatched. And so I think it was a combination of, you know, the work environment, my upbringing, and also seeing the closest females to me um, not recognize in different elements of and journeys of their personal lives, just how precious and valued they were. And I think those things tied in together is really what has kept me going with milk and honey it is a passion project and as I'm, I'm sure with you with the radio it's, it's a passion project you're not driven by financial gain you're not driven by it you, and and sometimes you don't actually get a lot out of it <laughs> if that makes sense but what you do get is the fact that you're telling the truth and you're and the girls that message you and say thank you that article changed my life or thank you I was going through this and I felt so inspired by the words of someone who was able to just speak the truth about how I should be loved as a woman and how I should be valued as a woman and I think a lot of that um, is, is what Milk and Honey is today and so all of those things fused together is really what what it is yeah wow that's powerful um, what would you have to say based on your experience? I mean, you've been in both worlds. You've been in, you know, the world of kind of this, the celebrity world with the famous women who have major impact and huge levels of influence. And then of course you have everyday friends. Is there an element of everyone always thinks the grass is greener on the other side or everyone's waiting for their big break, but their big break won't complete them? Yeah. One of the greatest lessons I learned from um, a director I work with was stay in your lane. And, um, it was, it's something that will always stay with me. And it, it's something about, we often look to the left and to the right of who's beside us. And, and sometimes we think it looks so much easier on that side, or I wish I had that Instagram life. You look at someone's Instagram feed and you see this perfect, happy picture, but none of us really know what goes on behind closed doors. And if we just stayed focused on our path and where God has taken us, opposed to us sometimes just always wishing that, oh, the, like you said, the grass looks greener on the other side, or it looks like a, these people are more nurtured. I'd like to try this. If we did just stay in our lanes and and, and followed what God had called, has called us all to do, um, I just feel like we'd be a lot more satisfied and fulfilled in who in who we were. And it's such a struggle. I struggle with it daily. Um, I think a lot of girls struggle with it daily. I think Instagram culture has, has made it even harder for women to... Um, be able to just identify with how do I value myself? Where do I place my value? Because even if, even if you're following safe content, it's there's always still this element of this picture perfect life. Um, no one posts a picture in you know first thing in the morning on Instagram of them with their teeth unbrushed and you know their <laughs> bags in their eyes. <laughs> we don't see those imperfections, and it was just yeah. So. 
yeah, the grass always does seem green on the other side, but it, it never is. And I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So obviously you've mentioned milk and honey as your passion project. Do you, or I'm sure if not now, at some point you did, do you juggle a day job with milk and honey? I know I'll be the first to say I do with Radiant. And it. I think we have a lot of listeners who, you know, have their full-time job and then their dream and their passion. And even if you're no longer working a day job, what do you have to say to people launching a passion project or something God has put on their heart um, that you know will be impactful, but takes a lot of juggling for maybe years? Yeah, I I 100% have a nine to five and I work in the creative industry. I can't work in any other industry. (laughs) I will literally... Frazzle up, frazzle <laughs> up. But yeah, I, I work in the creative industries. I work for a Christian, actually, it's it's the founders of the company I currently work for, three Christians who met at university 17 years ago. And now we create content um, for different brands such as, you know, Honda, Red Bull and so forth. But the, the bulk of the, the company is it's a Christian based company. And I, I work in the production side of things. So the films that we make and telling the narratives and the stories. And that's what I'm passionate about. I'm passionate about producing content. I'm passionate about telling stories and I'm passionate about telling stories about real people. And so that's what I do in my nine to five. Um, but over the years, I, you know, I, I like to think there's, there's this hustle that you have to do where you work nine to five, that you can pay the bills. And also that nine to five fuels your passion project um, until it gets to a place where God willing, one day you no longer have to, you know, have to do your nine to five. You can actually pursue that thing that you're passionate about. And my my encouragement would be to anyone who has a radiant, a milk and honey, uh, a stationary line they're launching, a clothing line, a, a book line um, that they want to launch is be consistent. You may not see the rewards the way you want to see them at the time, but be consistent. God honors consistency and stay focused. Um, and if it's your heart, you will continue doing it. Even if it feels like no one's watching, continue persevere and I promise you the rewards will come at the right time um but yes it it is it is hard um it is very hard because you sometimes you wake up in the morning and you're thinking goodness I just wish I could stay at home and just put all my energy and my time into this passion project um but sometimes we need to you know have certain you know uh what's the what's the right word um adult things and <laughs> you know where we can't necessarily just easily follow our dreams um so yeah that's what I would say well man a mark my words people we will be having Stephanie at a radiant conference one day because she's like the best motivational speaker around <laughs> but seriously speaking to that you know For me, you know, my day job does fuel radiant. I think it's important for people to be reminded, you know, when you, when you want to quit, it, it really is, there is value in you still having something that pays the bills so that you're not asking, you're not demanding too much of your passion before it's ready. You know, I loved Elizabeth Gilbert wrote in Big Magic that, you know, she also has a bestseller book. um, What is it? Eat, Pray, Love. And she wrote, you know, I never asked my writing to pay my bills. I was willing to wait tables and 
do side jobs because I never wanted to put that demand or that pressure on something before it was ready. Now, obviously, the goal is uh, for one day it to be our full-time thing, but I think it is really encouraging, like you said, to remember like having a, a day job because you do have adult responsibilities isn't always a burden and it can actually be a blessing for your for your passion project 100 percent, yeah completely agree with you girl <laughs> so so what keeps you motivated you talked about your cousins you're, you're five years in the making what keeps you motivated um with milk and honey to keep going when it's hard and to persevere what keeps me going it's it's just I don't want to sound too Disney. <laughs> I really don't because I really could. I love Disney. I'm a Disney girl. <laughs> There's just something sometimes that I feel like when you have it in your heart and it's and it's deeply rooted in your heart, no matter what happens, there's almost this thing of I just won't stop until I feel like I... I feel like there's nothing there and I just feel like the fire has consistently been burning. And there are times, Kelsey, when I am just like, this is too much work or this is, I put far too much in and and I don't get the rewards or there are times when you feel that. But then when you look at, when you, when you remember the first conference that you had and the girls who came who were struggling with, you know, life controlling issues and they wrote letters to you afterwards and they said that that changed my life or this speaker changed my life and I will never forget this moment. You think it's so worth it. Mm-hmm. It's so worth it. And it's, it's those moments that you, you kind of almost put into like this treasure box in your heart and you say, you know what? It might be a hard day, it might be a hard week, it might be a hard month, but I know that the rewards that, that we, res- we we see are so much greater than what they are in this lifetime. They're almost eternal rewards. Um, and that's the beautiful thing about having a radiant. <laughs> the rewards are eternal. You're sowing into people's eternity. You're sowing into people's salvation. Um, and I think that is that is what I love. And I love the fact that we get to do that in a way that also incorporates things people are interested in the everyday life. Um, just because we're believers doesn't mean we don't shop for food or we don't want to eat at nice places or we don't want to travel around the world. And being able to do that um, and create that sort of space, I enjoy it. Um, you know, as you know, I do enjoy it and I'm passionate about it. And just, I just guess the flame hasn't run out in my heart and I've, I've still got my che- treasure chest full of all these memories over the years of how milk and honey has actually been a blessing onto me. Um, so yeah. <laughs> wow. I mean, that was what I needed to hear today. It is, it is an eternal reward. Like we might not see that the side of heaven, but that's okay. And so, I mean, that, that is really encouraging. And, and you're right. Like one email from someone who mentions an article that changed their life can keep you going for months. I mean, yeah, for months, girl. <laughs> it's like, whoa, I needed that. They, you have no idea how many, how much that those two sentences meant to me because, you know, stopping for the one, like the one person who is impacted is worth it. It's why we started. So, I mean, I'm with you. So speaking of five years, y'all just put out The Dare, a beautiful spoken word film um, in celebration of your five years. What was it like putting it together? Um, What would you say to our listeners who probably haven't 
seen it yet, but we'll hopefully go over right away and get to check it out. And it's in the show notes, everyone. Um, what what would what was that like? What would you like to share about that? Yeah, so um, I, I'm some people are readers, some people like watching films, and I I'm moved a lot by motion picture. Um, I'm moved by visuals, and I wanted to create something that show the journey of sisterhood through spoken word. And I, funnily enough, we shot the footage first. We had no spoken word. I had reached out to a bunch of artists that I really wanted to collaborate with, and no one had the time schedule to get anything before we filmed. Um, And we had a film date. We had these different girls, actresses, girls we'd worked with. One of the girls, Melissa, she's been with Milk and Honey from the beginning. Every single shoot we've done other than one, she's been a part of. And we had all these girls booked for a certain date. We had a videographer um, who was going to film um, and we shot, we just shot it. And I knew what I wanted to see in terms of, we, we spent two hours first and foremost before we actually filmed anything in a workshop um, that my partner led. And the workshop was really talking about um, our insecurities as women, each of the girls. And it was beautiful, Kelsey, because these were a bunch of strangers essentially talking about growing up as a child I was ridiculed for this feature on my face and now I love it or I was ridiculed because of my teeth or I've never felt comfortable about my weight and and we all opened up to share this pool of I don't know how to it was so refreshing and after the two hours there was this vulnerability that each of these girls had about and we all knew what their sort of points were over the years where they had struggled as women and and this film essentially was about the journey of womanhood of how we go through this roller coaster of you know growth of you know emotions of changes in our bodies and our hearts and our souls and that's what I wanted to capture in film and so each girl would have a completely different background that represented them in some way um really stripped back makeup in fact minimal makeup um for, for, for all the girls and um, it would reflect them um, showing both elements of when they felt very vulnerable, when they were very insecure and then what they loved about themselves. So as I, as it was being directed and I was talking to them, I would start off saying, remember that moment in your life when you felt low, for instance, and then we, we finished on, but who are you now? And you see the smiles and the, sometimes they break out in laughter and it was capturing that into one film. Um, and, then, and then my partner, Andy, <laughs> then um, said that he had this friend of his called Sarah Mankwa, who was an actress um, in, in our, what is our, what is your Broadway, which is our West End here. Um, and she's a believer as well. And she had written this poem called The Dare. And um, The Dare was actually written for a prison ministry visit that she did for women in prison. And she she wanted to, to talk to them about something that they could relate to and, and, and be quite liberating in, in, in the poem. And once I heard it, it was like, this is it. This is it. This is literally what we need. And so the two came together and it became The Dare and what you've seen so far. So that's the, the story behind it. Yeah. Wow. I mean, it is so beautiful. And just hearing you talk about it, I teared up. Like, it's just so special and, and, and just really cool. So I'm so excited for everyone to get to go watch it. And, and everything you guys do at Milk and Honey is with such 
excellence. Like it's all in the details. Do you see it? And so I just thank you for showcasing Jesus in such a beautiful and excellent way. Like if he is the creator of the universe and we carry a facet of his personality, y'all really nailed it with creativity. (laughs) It's just, it's really beautiful. Y'all are really great at telling a story. What I mean, what would your advice be to our our female listeners here today? I'm sure we have some guys who maybe are probably just my friends. <laughs> but, um, you know, we have a definitely a mostly female audience. I know my guy friends will say, I listened to the podcast today. And I'm like, wow, you know, I don't even know that my husband does that very often. <laughs> but, um, but again, we have a lot of women who are launching their dreams or starting out. You know, what was your advice be to them, um, regardless of what they're doing. When you have an idea and a vision, go for it and go for it with everything you've got. Um, don't sell yourself short. And, and one thing I'm such a firm believer in excellence and, and your and allowing your work to reflect the, the, the dream and the vision you have, get a team around you. You know, you can't do anything alone. Um, that's a process I've, I've learned in milk and honey. You can do nothing alone. Milk and honey is non-existent without the people who design the website, the photographers, the makeup artists, the hairstylists that help create the vision, whether it be the writers who pour out their testimonies, get a team of people who can support you and are truly invested in your vision. Um, and truly want to be part of your journey, whether it's long-term or short-term, find the right people and take time to find the right people. And sometimes be patient and waiting for the right people to come to you. Um, Because I've actually found that um, sometimes it's the people that come to you that that are the people that stay with you the longest. Um, And so I, I would say, you know, start off as you mean to finish um, and, and get good people around you and get people who you can have build you up. Um, not every, and, and I, I hate to say this, but it's something I've had to learn the hard way. And especially being a Disney girl, it's always quite hard. To, <laughs> um, but some, not everybody wants to see your vision come to fruition. And there will be people who over the years might create doubt and, and make you question what's the point and what you're doing. And, um, you know, it's very important to know that if there's something that's placed in your heart, no matter what it is, if that is something that you feel passionate about and you want to see change in, or you want to try, try it and give it your best. Um, give it your best because God honors that. God honors that. And he sees that. And through time, perseverance, it's not easy. Nothing is easy. Um, I don't think anyone who has who has what they want and has achieved something um, would say that the road there was easy. The road is always going to be really, really challenging, but the rewards along the way are are what should keep you going. Um, But I'd say, yeah, get good people around you and get people who, you know, will pray for you and lift you up. And over the years, I've had some amazing people who have just committed to praying for me in specific areas or sewing into me in specific areas. And that's so important to have those people around you because they they will impact your journey um, as you pursue your dreams. So that's what I would say. Yeah. Yeah. I say... Agreed. <laughs> that is, I mean, that's so true. I think the hardest, le- one of the hardest lessons I've learned is like not everyone 
wants to hear your victories. Um, and I think surrounding yourself with people that you put in the hard work of celebrating them and they put in the work of celebrating you is really impactful in friendships and in uh, especially team roles, you know, um, just the art of celebration and celebrating one, one another um, is so powerful. And for you, how do you stay encouraged as well? You know, I'd love to know, like, how do you stay, you know, uplifted and encouraged each day to get up and be like radiant we're going to do this what are the things that keep you spurred on as well because it's I'd love to know as well yeah yeah (laughs) honestly Telly who's like my partner with radiant has been a heck of a good friend in this process I mean it's hard I'm sure you understand it's hard to share your baby Um, But I've never been able to so seamlessly share something with her. Um, And she is, she, and you often don't find someone who is equally invested in your baby because you dreamed it up. You, you, you know, there comes a, a cost of launching something that put, makes you all in. And when, when other people come alongside you there, it's hard for them to be as invested because, you know, that would be a, almost an unrealistic expectation to put on them in the first place. Um, But really to be able to bounce off of Kelly uh, and to talk to her every day and somehow, because I've also been in a position where I've shared something and we eventually just talked about work every day and we didn't maintain our friendship as well as we maintained our work and our project. And somehow this time around, it has worked out so well and so seamlessly to um, really maintain a friendship, like a best friendship in this process, but also really get stuff done and make these dreams come to life. And finding that cohesion is like a gift from God. Um, I I really have never experienced anything like it, but it, it truly is a gift from God. And that the days that I have zero motivation, I know she feels it. And the days where she's running dry, I feel it. And, and it's like we're so in tune with each other that we can encourage each other when the, the one needs it. And so she's really just been amazing. And honestly, I've also had to do some like hard adult big girl things this year, like cutting out negativity in your life sounds easy in essence, but when that means it's a person, that's a whole nother ball game, you know, when when you have to really reframe who your inner circle is. I think, I can't remember who said it, um, but you know, there's kind of the statement of you're the sum of the five people you hang out with the most. And if, if you start to see yourself um, not being your best self because of who you've surrounded yourself by and cutting out that negativity, it sounds easy when you're like, oh yeah, weed out negativity in your life. But when that comes to choosing friends and reframing your inner circle, that's really hard. So it's been kind of a big girl year of that. Yeah, and I, I love that because that was me last year, literally. And, and literally, word for word, everything you just said about the inner circle and reshaping um you know, who are the people that you allow to feed into your life and speak into your life and speak over your vision? Um, how much do you put into certain friendships and how much do you get back? And it's a very, very hard 
um, evaluation to make when you are naturally a loving person or you are naturally just a giving person. Sometimes it takes other people coming into your life and saying, that doesn't seem right. you know and um and you being able to accept that that actually maybe that's not where I need to be for right now but the love will always be there but that whole um I guess it's a purging I think you'd say that process I that was me last year exactly so I completely identify completely it can be when people are involved it can be one of the most painful things you know because you know that you're called to love like Jesus and everyone love, but Jesus obviously loves everyone, but there comes a point where you're like, I can only give my time and my energy to something that's going to call me higher. And if I don't like who I'm becoming and it's not causing me to reflect God more fully, and it's actually kind of causing the opposite, I need to reevaluate. And that's, that's a very hard, a hard thing. I'm sure there are listeners. I've had this conversation quite a bit because it's, it feels like the most grown up thing I've ever done. <laughs> I I completely identify. So when he said it, I was like, there's like guitar strings in me that went. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one. That's- Let me bust out my harp. <laughs> um, so what? How? How do you decide? You know, well, okay, I have two questions, which you can kind of answer twofold. How do you decide what to say yes to and what to say no to? And then have you had like a mentor in this process to kind of encourage you and push you along in this journey and like coach you through these situations? Because, I mean, I have a a lady who is like a coach slash slash counselor <laughs> in this project pro, um, process. She's been so impactful. She's coached me through situations, but she's also counseled me through very hard situations, trying to figure out what's my next step or was I wrong here? You know, she's been insanely impactful there. Do you have that or have you had that at a, during a season? Yeah. Um, a hundred percent. And those women are a testament to who I am today and keeping me going. And, and the fact that sometimes, you know, you want to shut the door and they, they encourage you and spur you on and they, they become your cheerleader almost. Um, and there are women that I can definitely say over the five years at different points. Um, and one specifically um, that comes to mind, um, a pastor here in London who who literally took milk and honey like it was her baby. And she's, you know, she's, she's, she's a lot older than me. She's in her fifties, um, almost in her sixties, but she would be on WhatsApp. She would be on Facebook. She'd be sharing it with everyone. She would be taking me with her to all these different church events to push and support my vision. And so there have been people who have been so fundamental. And like I said earlier, they're, this isn't something you do by yourself. You can't stand and say that I've created any, no, no creator can say that they've created anything alone. Um, other than, other than God, I guess. Um, and I feel as if for me, I've had people, um, champion, champion me along the way, but that, yeah, specifically that there has been, um, one particular lady who, who was a, a very big influence in my life. Um, over the past five years of milk and honey, and um, right from conception to to, to our first event, to our first conference, 
um, she she would come with me to different you know interviews I do and just just to support and it's and yes I think that's really important especially as women um, to have a woman who who really wants to see you succeed and a mentor who can not only counsel you in your vision but in your personal life and check you um, and we would meet at Starbucks and she would you know sit down with me and tell me about her life as well and it was a it was a really beautiful relationship um, where you're able to share with um, Titus I think talks about it um, where the older women share with the younger women um, and being able to just commune in that way and it's so important to have women like that I think um, through your journey and in your life at different intervals but it's something that you should consistently be seeking um, I think um, and then what was the second question please? Oh how do you decide what to say yes to and what to say no to because obviously you juggle a J job and you know, have this mega passion project. I'm sure it is no small shop to produce what you guys produce each and every month. Uh, I think um, saying no um, can be a really hard thing. And it's something over time I've had to learn how to say no. Um, I never used to really know how to say no. And you find yourself getting really exhausted um, or overdoing yourself um, or doing an injustice to those that you want to support and share and help, um, you know, and support because you don't have the physical time or capacity to be able to do so. Um, so I'd say saying no is something I'm still learning and I'm becoming more assertive with now. I'm 28, I'm 28 years old and um it's something I've really only started to learn over the last year um, and, and being able to say it confidently. Um, but it, it is about prioritizing your time and your health um, because there was a time when back in the day when we first started and I was, you know, I call myself a grandma now, Kelsey, because I feel like <laughs> I'm a bit old <laughs> and I just want to go home and sleep and be in my bed in pajamas all the time after a long day. But um there was a time when you could, you know, you could really just do everything and you're just buzzing and you're going. But as you grow older and you have different commitments and things that you're planning for in your, your life as well, you need to be able to know these are my boundaries and this is where I can't, Saturdays or Sundays, I can't do anything related to this because I do need to have me time. I need to have family time. I need to spend time with my friends and I can't, that there has to be that balance, everything within moderation. And it's something for me that has taken a long time. So I'm, I'm not the expert on saying no, um, but I'm getting there. Um, oh, you are speaking my language. I mean, I am a yes girl. But I found myself like sick, can't get out of bed because the pace of, at which I've been living my life. And, you know, I think there is a necessary hustle when you start up, but you can't live in that forever. Like it, it definitely needs to be temporary. And there, there's like a season for running and a season for resting. But like hustle permanently is just absolutely not possible. It, it's just 
not the legacy I want to leave. That's it. I love that. I love that. It's not the legacy. And that isn't legacy. Um, and legacy is actually being able to have balance, um, you know, and, and learning through your your growth that this is, this is healthy and this isn't healthy. And that is legacy, being able to decipher between the two. And I think I'm still growing into that. Yeah. But yeah. 100%. Oh, yeah. I'm totally still growing too. I mean, because, I mean, if you would ask me a year ago, I feel like, All these people that say, you know, hustle's a bad word, they don't know what it's like to start something up. (laughs) And and then, you know, I grow and mature and realize, oh, they were onto something. Like, this just wasn't sustainable. (laughs) The hustle hustle is real, you know. And and, and one thing I say is, you know, in this, when, when you have a passion, there is a hustle to it. Um, but you know, there's no saving graces in that. It, there is a hustle to it, and there is an element of overexhausting yourself and your resources, and sometimes having to really sacrifice. Um, but it's it's for a season. It is for a season, as you said. Um, it, it's not something that is is meant to be permanent, and and that comes with the wisdom, and that comes with growth and time. Um, but yeah, I agree. <laughs> Time is a great teacher, isn't it? <laughs> That's it. It, it is. And, and it's, it's almost as if you look back over the years and you smile and you laugh at, at the mistakes you made and, and you, you celebrate them sometimes because you realize that now you, you are no longer the, that woman or that girl that you used to be, but who you were then was beautiful. You, your heart was just so pure and you'd be like, I want to support you. I want to do this for you and I want to do that for you. And as you grow <laughs> and you look back at that archive, you're like, that was beautiful then, but I definitely can't do that now. <laughs> yep, it definitely and things I had no grace for. For instance, when people would set healthy boundaries, I'm starting to be a lot more compassionate for, you know, now that I'm at a place where I can't say yes to everything anymore. Um, I'm like, oh, that's why they said no to me because they can't do it all. No one can. (laughs) That is so true. Yeah. So how old are you, Kelsey? If you don't mind my asking. Did you say how about me? How old are you? Oh, how old am I? I'm 27. So yeah, I'm right in the same season as you learning. But but even I had a conversation with um, a friend yesterday and she's 20. She just turned 23. She just graduated college. And she she was saying it's really hard to like want to rest. But my friends want to hang out all the time. But I work all the time like I think that post-college season of life for those few years is a very hard place to navigate because you play, you know, I don't know if this is popular in Europe, but here, you know, everyone plays the board game life when they're little. And it it tells you if you graduate, if you go the college route, you're going to graduate and make $80,000 a year and have a vacation to Honolulu every six months. And... (laughs) And it's like you grow up with these very subconscious expectations and then you graduate college and all of a sudden you you have these ideas of who you're supposed to be at this point but it it's not it's not all there and it's kind of like a post college identity crisis and it's just it's hard it's taken me years to work out and make peace with so Girl, I call that the quarter life crisis. Yeah, it's a real thing. 
<laughs> Literally. And that is when you stop and you think, who am I? What am I called to do? Am I doing what I'm passionate about? Am I in the right career? And why did I go to university to study this when I was really passionate about this? And where do I go from here? Uh, why am I single or why am I not married? Oh, yeah. And, it's, and these are the conversations I have with my girlfriends as well. And it's, it's such an interesting evolution. And I know that when we're in our 40s, we'll look back and we'll laugh and we'll be like, oh, yeah. Girl, why was I worried? I should have taken my time. You know, I know. <laughs> we'll look back at like the simplicity and the ease of this season of life, and we're here. We are stressing that we haven't made it. We're comparing ourselves to like our parents who are retired. You know, have worked thirty five years to get to where they are. You know, it's so easy to compare yourself to someone who's like twenty years ahead of you. Of course, they live a different lifestyle. You know, uh, they sowed a lot of seed that we never even saw. So um, yeah, I have these conversations all the time. A quarter life crisis is a real thing. (laughs) And for anyone listening, be encouraged. I graduated college with a global studies and Spanish degree, which my advisor made big promises I could do so many things with. And then I found myself like, oh no, what do I do with like a global studies degree. It was a fun degree to learn, but like it wasn't very practical. So um, you can make something out of anything. <laughs> and it's all part of the process. Um, well, I have, I can't believe we've already been talking for almost an hour. This has been such a blast. Before you go, you've got to tell me what are a few of your favorite things? What are you listening to, reading, watching? You name it. What are your favorite things? Because I always love a good reference. Okay, my my favorite things, honestly, is food. Um, Oh, yeah. um, (laughs) um, I'm going through this real season of enjoying cooking and cooking for people. So that's something um, I'm enjoying. Some of the dishes, I will will let you know. One of of them is um, suya. Um, which is beef, um, which is um, an African dish originally. It's I think it's from West Africa, if I'm correct. It's like a meat kebab. Um, and you take the beef and you marinate it in ginger and um, nutmeg and different spices, garlic, um, some red onions, and you marinate it overnight or for a couple hours. Then you steam cook it lightly fry it um, in rapeseed oil, a healthy oil that you like, olive oil, um, and then you grill it and then you put this um, suya mix on top of it. And it's something that I enjoy doing. Um, so that's one of my favorite things to do, cook. How <laughs> um, fun. Um, in terms of things that everyone else, I guess, um, could be connected to programs I enjoy watching. Um, this is us. It's a show that I've been watching, and I I love how it's written. I love how it's just like it watching everyday life. Um, I was watching the OA as well on Netflix. Um, I thought that was a really good series. I really enjoyed watching that. Um, what else? What am I listening to? Um, I listen to, I'm, I'm an old school girl, um, when it comes to my music and I don't know if you guys are familiar with Darlene Check. um, yes. Albums, um, Shout to the Lord is one of my favorite albums from her that I really, really enjoy listening to, um, CeCe Winans, Alabaster Box, um, 
yeah, I'm a bit of a granny. So in terms of like music, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm a bit sort of caught in the olden times. Um, I enjoy it. I enjoy it. Yes. Um, it's my favorite. What else is my favorite things? Um, spending time with my family and my partner. Um, those are the things that I really enjoy. Um, yeah. 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 I guess those are my favorite things. <laughs> I, so, I mean, I found, I don't know if it's, you might feel the same way having an online publication and then a job that demands you to be online quite a bit. Cooking has been a really good release for me. It's like, you know, in Colorado, the weather doesn't really lean towards gardening, but cooking has become like on the level of therapeutic as gardening to one would be. Um, And so I, I just, it's a really nice way to disconnect from technology and use my hands and create something, but not digitally create it, like create it with my hands. It's been so nice. Yes, I completely agree. And the weather in Britain is no different. It's like a woman on menopause. It's up, down, left, right. Right. (laughs) You know, in terms of, yeah, um, the weather here in terms of growing stuff isn't exactly great. But in terms of that being able to be at home and cook and spend time with your family and like me and me and my boyfriend have started this um, new tradition which is once a month every Sunday everyone comes to my flat and I just cook he cooks and we just fellowship we play board games and we laugh and those are the moments that I'm starting to cherish now and um, those are my favorite things and I get so excited the week before um, oh my goodness we're cooking this is the menu and it's it's those things that I think I'm really kind of that I enjoy and like you said working on something digital you're always looking at your laptop you're always watching things on a screen every day I'm looking at a screen whether it's a monitor when we're filming or sending emails coordinating a shoot it's it's every day looking at the screen so the moments when I can like you said switch off and disconnect and create something physically with my hands I'm all for it so um, yeah and writing in my diary. I have a diary. I've had a diary since I was, I think, six. Um, I've got all of my diaries and I enjoy writing in my diary. Yeah. <laughs> so. It is very therapeutic. Well, Stephanie, where can everyone find you um, on social media, your website? I know that um, you've definitely gained some fans um, today because. I just think you're awesome. And so you, you're really amazing. And I love what you're doing. I love your heart. Um, I love Radiant. And I just, I just love how you are so full of just joy and love and just (laughs) connecting women around the world. And it's, it's such a, it's such a beautiful thing. And it's something I would also add on if you are, um, a creator or you've got a vision and there are other people who reach out to you who have something similar someone who says yes I want to support you yes I want to champion you I celebrate you and I just want to say thank you so much Kelsey for connecting as well and saying that you know you wanted to do this as well because it's there's very few people who are so open to sharing um and, and, and what this is what sisterhood really is, you know, um, mm-hmm. we are neighbors, you know, we are not competitors, we are neighbors. And I think just recognizing that says so much about your heart. So thank you as well. Thank as well. you. I mean, I am honored to know you. It is so cool to get to come alongside each other and just 
you know, there's room for both of us in this world, you know, and for we need more of us. Yeah. And both of our teams, you know, like you've got an incredible team of people bringing this mission and this vision to life. And I so think what you're doing is a facet of God's heart. And I think Radiant might share that same facet. And, you know, the more kingdom we can bring to this earth, I am all for it. There is room for all of us. And so I am honored to know you. And oh, and again, where can everyone find you? Because you're awesome. So our website is www.com itsmilkandhoney.com. And so that's I-T-S-M-I-L-K-A-N-D-H-O-N-E-Y.com. And and that's where you can find us on Twitter. We are um, at It's Milk and Honey. Um, On Instagram, we are Milk and Honey UK. And on Facebook, it's that's milk and honey. So, but if you find one, you'll find the rest. I promise. Exactly. But yeah, everything's on our website, so you can you can connect with us there. So. Oh, well, thank you for joining me today. Thank you, Kelsey. I appreciate it. You guys, isn't Stephanie the coolest? I so enjoyed getting to meet with her today and chat about what she's doing with Milk and Honey and the mark she's leaving on this world. You can find all of her links to her social media platforms and her publication at Milk and Honey in the show notes. As always, I love to leave you with the opportunity to leave a review for the Radiant Podcast. It really helps us get our name out there and new listeners stumble upon us just because of reviews. It's really a joy to get to hear your thoughts and your feedback of what you're thinking with what we're sharing here at the Radiant Podcast each and every week. So you can do that super easily by going to the Radiant Podcast in the iTunes store on your phone and leaving a review. As always, this episode was produced by Christian Sager, and the song, which I know you guys must all love, is by Kayla. You can find her on iTunes, C-A-L-A-H. Have a good one. See you next week. Cozy up for the holidays with 60% off everything at Banana Republic Factory, including soft sweaters, comfy pajamas, must-have gifts, and more from $9.99. Find your nearest store now, only at Banana Republic Factory. Get 50 through 70% off almost everything at Gap Factory and GapFactory.com. Plus, shop new doorbusters for the family, including outerwear, jeans, and our Gap logo crew neck sweatshirt. Find it all at Gap Factory or GapFactory.com through December 14th. Some call it insight. Others call it vision. At Pershing, we call it perspective. A perspective you'll benefit from, from a custodian you can rely on. One who can help navigate the big picture and whose products give you a competitive edge. One who considers everything. What will help you succeed today and tomorrow? Open yourself to a new perspective and open the possibilities. Consider everything. BNY Mellon Pershing. Learn more at pershing.com RIA. Pershing Advisor Solutions, LLC. Member FINRA SIPC.